Hi there, and welcome to your GG Replay for Monday, July 26, 2021. GG Replay is a gaming news breakdown that we record Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays for all of you folks out there. Hosted by the Goodnight Groofs, a place for games and a place for goofs. Still, you know, we're workshopping the slogan. My name is Paul, and I am joined, as always, by Matt. How is your Monday going today, Matt? It's going well. It's going well. Not uh, not in the office today, so played a hey. little bit of Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, yesterday, I thought I, I thought you finished. Ghost so of so yesterday, I, I beat the game. Um, nice. Just doing some platinum stuff now, cleaning some stuff up. So not going to be a whole lot longer. But I'll talk about that more on more on Game Groofs, the, uh, the all-encompassing weekly gaming podcast from the Goodnight Groofs <laughs> later this well, it week. Just flows right off the tongue. Wow, it amazing. Does. It does. <laughs> um, other than that, though, um, I do have I have an addendum to our soft drink discussion from the last episode of GG Replay. Excellent. So yeah, so those of you who don't know, if you don't listen to every episode of the GG Replay, or if this is the first one you're hearing, which is very possible. Um, last week we spent some time talking about uh, Aha versus Bubbly and Coke versus Pepsi. Uh, and Matt, you have more to say on the matter. Yeah, so it involves the Coke versus Pepsi thing. So my wife and I went to Taco Bell sometime over the weekend for for And they're a Pepsi, a big Pepsi company. So here's the thing. So they are Pepsi, okay? So mm -hmm. we were going through, you know, she says, can, we're going through the drive-thru. She says, can you, can you order me a Sprite? And I'm like, well, I think that's Coke. So I think we'll have to do, yeah, we'll have to do seven up. We'll have to do seven up. So I asked for seven up. She says, we don't have seven up. We have Sierra Mist. So I say, okay, well, obviously that's fine. It's the same thing. Here's the deal, Paul. It's not a two way war anymore, it's a three way war. So I totally forgot about this. So I kind of went down a rabbit hole. Okay, first off, Sierra Mist. I'm already going down. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, Dr. Pepper. Yeah, is Keurig Dr. Pepper. Okay. So yeah, I was actually listening to that. There was a thing, John and Hank Green, because John Green's a big so a Dr. Pepper fan, and he was going through the history of Dr. Pepper, and they are like a total different player. I always used to think, used to think they were a Coke or Pepsi product. No. Yeah, yeah. I always thought that, I guess I thought they were Pepsi, and I thought like Mr. Pibb was Coke or something. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, but but no, no it's it's a, they're they're a totally different player. At one point, maybe they were part of one of them. So also, Dr. Pepper's always been independent. Okay. Um, okay. For the record, yeah, I know that much. There's also this weird thing, like these different companies have different distribution in in in, in right. different countries. In yeah. some countries, a soda is like a Pepsi soda, and in some it's a Coca Cola soda, and in some it's like a Keurig Dr Pepper soda. It's super weird. Well, see, it says Sierra. If you go to Seven Up's wiki page, it says Sierra Mist is the same as Sprite and 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 Seven Up. It you is. Know? Yeah. Okay. It's the same. Um, also. For, for two but years. That's the Pepsi product. So interesting. Okay. From 2016 to 2018, Sierra Mist was known as Mist Twist, which I had no idea. And then they I mean, went back to the original name. Neither are amazing names, but at least Sierra Mist is like a known quantity. Sierra Mist Whereas, is interesting. I kind of like it. Sounds kind name. of refreshing. It does. Like it nice, really sounds you're, refreshing. You're in the mountains of Sierra. The Mist is versus Mist Twist, which sounds kind of like an alcoholic version of the same yeah, drink. Like you're going to yeah. Yeah. Well yeah. On your lunch, and you're like, should I be going back to work? Am I? Am I good to drive? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kind of a funny one. Anyway, um, this, I, no, this is a game podcast gaming breakdown <laughs> yeah. podcast for those of you you know um you know when i was a kid we used to play a game in school called heads up seven up mm. you, ever, you ever do that and yeah, i feel like 
And I feel like, you know, that's a game. So basically it all works. It all comes together, Paul. It really does. It all comes together. We really are good at uh, bullshitting our way back into things, making sense into the yeah. narrative as much as we think they do. Um, yeah. So those of you who are new listeners, thanks for sticking around. Um, we have lots of awesome gaming content to talk about. Um, for off the bat, we just want to remind you, um, no one had any corrections from the previous show. Everything we said was amazing. But if you come across any necessary corrections in today's episode, that you go, I'm actually Mr. Pib is a subsidiary of Pepsi, then send them to ggreplayshow at gmail.com or head down to the YouTube comments below if you're watching on YouTube, and we can address those complaints or criticisms or corrections in the next episode please correct us i want to be corrected i want to make sure that we're getting stuff right we actually we we love it it's kind of a thing for us so uh let us know uh (laughs) the reviews are in matt yes they are neo the world ends with you now this is a this is like a successor to a previous game the world ends with you right from from the late 2000s i saw it was a ds Um, game yeah. yeah jrpg looks colorful looks fun uh looks like a, like a blast I, I i think it's a pretty from what i've read a pretty good spiritual successor that game got an 83 on open critic uh which is yeah. really amazing and that is coming out tomorrow on tuesday so that is pretty cool uh and in addition the great ace attorney chronicles which is a visual novel of course we're all well aware of ace attorney phoenix Wright, all that kind of stuff yeah. got an 85 on open critic which is amazing also coming out tomorrow uh, it's actually two previous previously released games, yeah, or yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, coming together, kind of like a, a remaster, kind of like a... also uh, DS games. So yeah, yeah, bringing it over to console and PC now. Objection! I'm not necessarily interested in either of these. I will say, yeah. World Ends with You looks sort of interesting. Ooh. Looks like you said, really colorful. I got like Persona vibes from the art style and yeah. the music. But I, I was watching some reviews. the The gameplay just doesn't really look like it's like it's for me. The Great Ace Attorney Chronicles. That I'm kind of my interest is a little peaked, Paul. It Maybe really this is. could be your entrance into Ace Attorney Chronicles or, or or the Ace Attorney franchise. This could be it. I've heard that as far it. as visual novels go, it's like it's pretty good. Like it's yeah. Like you're doing a little bit more than you would in in, in other visual novels. And then 85. I mean, 85 is good. It's pretty solid, Paul. It's not as good as my favorite courtroom visual novel game aviary attorney where you play as birds in a black and white french uh, uh, resistance i think (laughs) revolution it's a good time uh head by all definitely recommend but i'm sure it's good i'm sure it's one uh little weird piece of trivia i saw when i was reading about the uh ace attorney game they had to change a character's name from Sherlock Holmes to Herlock Sholmes because of Incredible. some red some disagreement with the estate of uh, well, that's interesting because that's, that's always a common Conan thing Doyle. too. With, yeah, because because Sherlock Holmes is in the public domain now, but only some of Conan Doyle's Sherlock Holmes work is in the public domain. Right, and so there's that whole argument about depending on how you portray Sherlock, it may not go through. That was the whole thing with Enola Holmes. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And they were like, yeah. Sherlock's too nice in this movie, and nice Sherlock was only in the late books, and so that's <laughs> not that's copyright infringement. It's so is, weird. It's, and it's like, okay, yeah, go after Netflix. Good luck. Yeah. Um, Imagine being the lawyers who have to like go through oh, that. that sucks. I'm sure they're crying. I'm sure they're crying in all their money. From their, their copyright <laughs> yeah, law they're true. they're making bank on Very true. uh moving into the gaming news for today we're finally get what is it 20 minutes in we're getting there um i'm sure a lot of you have played this this weekend based on the gaming numbers new world closed beta 
uh, actually topped 200,000 concurrent players on Sunday, which is amazing. Um, it's been running from July 20th to August 2nd, so there's still a little bit of time left if you can manage to get into the closed beta. Um, and has not had a day with fewer than 148,000 concurrent players. Is that right? Yep. yep. Um, it's pretty incredible. So it's had a very steady uh, gameplay. It's not like a bunch of people logged in on the first day and were like, forget this. Yeah. Um, it's coming out on August 31st, really soon. Yep. Um, this is like a like a very late closed beta here just to iron out the final bugs, you know, stress test for only $40. DSD, yeah. Which is pretty good, I think. I mean, that's cheaper than expansions for you know, a lot of popular games yeah, uh, that are similar. And, you know, there's no sub fee, which is pretty amazing. So, yeah, $40 is a really, really fair price point for this game. Yeah. A lot I mean, of let's talk about it. This is, this is Guild Wars 2. I mean, it's the same kind of buildup, right? I mean, it's like, it's a flat fee. I mean, original when it first came yeah, out. Yeah, you, yeah. Pay a, you pay a flat fee. There's no sub cost. Um, you go in, there's kind of very, like, horizontal progression. Uh, Matt, you've been playing New World for a bit. You've been on in and out of the betas. You played some alpha. Um, you know, what, uh, what's your, what's your take on the whole thing? So I, the whole time I knew, I knew that new world was going to take people by surprise. You could just see the, the great improvements that they were making. The game was getting so much better over time and it took a while and Mm -hmm. it took a lot of hard work. Clearly. I mean, they've, they've done a lot in one year and I knew it was going to catch people people by surprise, and it it really has. There's been a ton of positivity on on Twitter and Twitch and, and Reddit and all that stuff. Like people are really liking this game. So I think yeah. at this point, undoubtedly, this is going to be Amazon's first successful video game. Yeah. And I, I who like knows that. what successful necessarily means? Is it going to be the, a new top player in the MMO space? I don't know. Maybe maybe it could it could maybe get up into the top four it is an interesting release window right now for what's happening with the current leader in the yeah in the genre good timing um, for them yeah <laughs> it is it is unfortunately but like it is very good timing for amazon right now to come into the space yeah so i think that there's it's, it's gonna have success it's going to get some of the the survival game crowd is gonna like it you're gonna get some of the mmo crowd um you're also going to get people who might not traditionally play either of those kind of games just because of the action combat in it. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's another tab target MMO, you're not necessarily getting people from outside of the genre. But New yeah. World is is not. It's it's pretty solid action combat. Most would probably say better than ESO. Probably somewhere on par with Guild Wars. A little bit different yeah. though. More yeah. more traditional tab target. Yeah, yeah. A little more traditional um, action like RPG type stuff. Um, but yeah. Yeah, the whole time I thought I I knew it would catch people by surprise, and it really yeah. is. And I think it's it's well deserved. Like I said, they've put so much work into this thing over the last year, yeah. and I think it still has a long way to go. Like there's still so much they can add. They really do need to add a little bit more as far as end game content, maybe some raids. I mm-hmm. mean, they they put in the last like six months they've added, I think four dungeons to the game or something like that. Is so, it New World where you have like those non-instance dungeons, or everyone, or is that? Am I thinking of Ashes of Creation Alpha? Uh, New World dungeons are instance. Yeah, Ashes okay. of Creation. Most dungeons are are okay. outdoors. That's what I'm thinking if I'm getting those. Just because they the beta for this came out around the same time as the Ashes yeah. and non-NDA Alpha, and I'm just like mixing up a couple of the the gameplay features. Yeah, I, I mean, New World's awesome, and I, you know, it made me really excited recently. Is kind of like a, a WoW refugee. I've been looking to play. 
um, another MMO a little bit recently. I've been trying to find something that's good. Um, I actually got back into Guild Wars 2 a little bit, and I've been playing that the last week. Um, but, I'll, but I'll say right now, it's really tough to come into an MMO, uh, you know, eight years in or something like that, yeah. and try to play as a new player who's never had any nostalgia or hasn't played it from the beginning. Really difficult. Um, and, and I think Guild Wars 2 does a fantastic job of keeping the game up. Um, but it's just really, really hard. And, and I see a lot of people on the Reddit being like, oh, it'll be really hard for people, new people to come in and play Guild Wars 2 right now. And that's kind of what I'm feeling. Uh, there's, you know, which expansions are good? Which stuff should I buy? What path should I take? There's, it's so open. Um, and I think having a game like that, um, but that's brand new uh, with, like, with New World here is really, really cool. And that alone, just having like a, a fresh start at Guild Wars 2 kind of gaming um, is really cool to me, actually. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty hyped for New World. Um, unfortunately, though, my PC can't quite handle it right now, so I got to work on that. Um, but it might, it might draw me along because uh, I love month. the action combat. Got I got a month. month. <laughs> Save up, baby. So speaking of things, well, you know, this will take a lot more than a month. But uh, we're talking about the Dead Space remake again. Everyone's really hyped. We finally got this uh, this one announced uh, what, a week week ago, and the creative director. Um, I did some Googling. The former creative director or game director of For Honor, interestingly enough, uh, Roman Campos Oriola, uh, told IGN that the remake would include content that was cut from the original game. That's so cool. Um, it almost feels like, you know, they looked at this game in 2008. You know, there was certain things they couldn't do, maybe, or th certain things they couldn't pull off. And now it's so cool to be able to take, you know, people from that same team, people with that same mindset, and, and build something... It's almost like maybe maybe this will be the game they always wanted to make or the game that's going to be able to do things that the original could never do. Um, so that's really, really exciting. And to, and to see bringing back of a legacy of the original gameplay uh, is really cool. Yeah. One thing that this made me think is that I, I this game sounds like it's going to be more of a true remake than I thought it was going to be. I thought yeah. it was going to be more of a reimagining or maybe a reboot sort of deal. Uh, but too. it sounds like it's going to be more of like a straight remake, which which then also begs the question, are they planning to then remake the second and third games or are they going to branch it off into a different sort of timeline? Right. I, I don't know. Like, I guess that's something to think about for the future. But yeah, yeah, this is awesome. Like you said, the technical limitations of the past, maybe they couldn't do some things in the game they really wanted to do. Well, now they can. You know, technology has progressed a lot in 13 years. A lot. So... A lot. Yeah, I mean that that's awesome uh for the for the fans of of this game and and the series. They're going to get stuff that was supposed to be in the first one. So yeah, that's great. Sure. And like I said on another show, I don't remember what show it was anymore. But um <laughs> I am interested in playing this remake. Yeah. I never played the originals. Um I am more open to horror style games now. So yeah. yeah. I'm I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Pretty exciting. Something that, again, might take a little bit of time, but you know what? We're getting excited about it. Um, PlayStation's been in the news a lot recently talk, doing trademarking. Um, there's been a lot of people uh, catching on to these. We saw PSX uh, earlier in the summer. That was a big one. A lot of people are predicting PlayStation experience. Um, we now see that Sony has updated the trademark for PlayStation Home twice in the last three months. This is pretty crazy. So this, this is a Reddit user, Thorites, I believe is how you pronounce it. Um, uh, it seems to be like sticking to this. Like this is something they regularly check and like keep everyone abreast of, it seems. And uh, <laughs> it's just pretty cool to have a, a beat like that. So this is pretty exciting. I mean, PlayStation Home first came out in 2008 on PS3. Um, and I feel like it shut down in 2015, right before 
PSVR and VR was really taking off, I feel yeah. like, on the PlayStation. Um, it was just a little bit ahead of its time. Really cool lobby, um, virtual, like, as, as you kind of wrote in the notes, Matt, like a metaverse kind of attempt. Yeah. Um, but I think there's something missing from having, and then a couple of years later, you're seeing stuff like VR chat and, and things that are really kind of taking advantage of that space, but but not not this, not Sony. Yeah. Um, so that being said, this is super exciting. Um, as someone who owns PS5 and also PSVR, Matt, are you super hyped to live all of your life in uh, PlayStation Home? You can turn it into PlayStation Work. You can work remotely from PlayStation Home. <laughs> no, yeah, Full totally. Ready Player One style. Totally. I mean, this this just makes sense. They have to do this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Th this needs to be one of the big things when they're when they're coming out with PSVR two, whenever that is, probably sometime next year when we first hear about it. I would assume. Yeah, this has to be one of the major showcases when that happens. Like you said, P PlayStation Home was ahead of its time. We have all these metaverses. We have all these VR social spaces nowadays. It just didn't work at that time. You know, PlayStation Home found a little bit of, bit of success. It had its own little following, but it, it never reached you know, what VR chat is doing. And we, we, we had a GJ replay a couple weeks ago about how much money these VR social spaces are um, getting yeah. from investors. So that tells you there's a lot of interest in this. Sony really needs to do this. And I think these trademarks show that this is this is their intention. At the very least, they're testing out the idea. And yeah. you know, they'll, they'll figure it out from there. But I would I would bet a lot of money that PlayStation Home is coming back in some form with uh, PSVR 2. Yeah, I think that's a really killer app. I think that's something to to coin a, to use a phrase from like 2010. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I think that's really really cool, and I think that would really be a, a system seller for some people, uh, or at least a PSVR seller. I, I we see as much as I like to talk about Microsoft being so ahead of the curve. I think when you look at VR and even AR, I mean Microsoft is just way behind, especially with consoles. Um, and you know, they, they have their mixed reality headsets. They have, um, the HoloLens and working on AR, you know, all augmented reality stuff, but none of that's on Xbox. They're pretty clear about saying, you know, we're not really interested in putting this stuff on Xbox right now or, or any time in the future that we're planning. I think it's a big missed opportunity. I, I think the technology and the ability to get into playing VR on a console is huge. I think a lot of people, uh, who never would buy a PC or never have a PC that's good enough to play VR. Um, might spring that extra 400 bucks if you already own a, a PlayStation. Uh, and in addition, you can actually have like a virtual space to hang out in. I mean, this would have been an incredible thing. I mean, hindsight's 2020. You can never be prepared for this. But imagine if this had existed like at the beginning of the pandemic or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and everyone could have hung out in virtual spaces that were like built into consoles. You know, I mean, this, I mean, PS4s would have already been flying off the shelf more than they already were. So it, it's pretty crazy. Uh, it's pretty exciting. Um, I hope I hope we get it. I'd love it. I'd love another chance at Second Life, a better chance. I would actually argue that if Sony wants PSVR two to be a success, they have to do this um, because yeah. of what Oculus is doing with the Facebook Metaverse and what we yeah. have on Steam with VR Chat and stuff like that. Like I, I would argue that th that a space like that is crucial, and it's going mm -hmm. if if Sony's not going to do it, some someone else is going to do it for PSVR. But if Sony wants PSVR 2 to be taken seriously, they need to have it ready for the launch. I really, I really believe that because this is, yeah. this is what VR is becoming at this point. It is becoming a place for, for social settings. So they need this. Yeah. And this is, this is what VR is building to for a long time. 
Um, and, and we're finally at a place where we have the technology for large lobbies uh, yeah. in, in VR. And I, and I think that's incredible. So bring it on. I'm ready. I'm ready to drop everything and live in the virtual world. Bring me there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> speaking of PlayStation and amazing games that take full use of PlayStation's technology. Team Asobi, would that be correct? Yep, um, is hiring for their next game, which they are saying is a 3D action game. Uh, gaming Route uh, actually noticed a LinkedIn listing for a level designer that can construct a variety of levels for a 3D action game. Now, this sounds like more than normally we're used to hearing from this the studio who, who made Astrobot Rescue Mission um, for PSVR. Um, and also Astro's Playroom, the game for PS5 that notoriously, or I don't know if that's the right, famously uh, makes an incredible, probably the best use of the DualSense controller. Yeah. And so this is sounding like a little bit more than that, potentially. I mean, we don't have a lot of information, but the idea of a 3D action game makes it sound like it might be, and level design makes it sound like it might be a little bit more involved, especially because it's not really coming out with the launch of a new console anymore. Um, we might be getting more content. Um, as a huge platformer fan, Matt, and yeah. a fan, uh, and a PS5 owner, what do you think? Yeah, this is perfect. Astro needs yep. his own full-on, full-release platformer game for, for yep. PlayStation. Astrobot Rescue Mission on PSVR, awesome. Astro's yep. Playroom, the tie-in game, awesome. But just, just too short and clearly a tech mm -hmm. demo for the DualSense. Um, but it was, it was fantastic. It was a great game. Uh, but yeah, let's get a full release. Let's get a real game. Um, he can also, you know, I see him being a new PlayStation mascot. Totally. Well, I was just going to say that too. So I was going to say Astro would be such a good PlayStation mascot. And then I thought as if PlayStation doesn't have enough mascots, we have, we had Crash Bandicoot. Now yeah. we, we have, we have, what is it? Um, we have Ratchet and Clank. There was Jack and Daxter was a huge attempt. Um, we have, we had Knack, <laughs> which that one didn't really take. That one didn't work out. And then Astro, and I think Astro visually fits so well with the branding for PlayStation and the oh, yeah. way that they have this technological stuff based on the font, based on the lettering of the buttons and everything. And yet, do we need another PlayStation mascot to really take off? I mean, I don't know. Would it, would, I just think it's such a good option for a PlayStation mascot to be like a, a big figurehead character that would be like a Sonic or a Mario or something. But also... Don't we have those? Like, I don't know. Would it be wrong to say that I'd prefer Astro to like take the reins because it just fits so well um, with the branding? Yeah, I, I think it'd be cool. It, it, it makes sense. You know, I'm I'm here for the 3D platformer renaissance, and right. I'm glad that that it's happening with with Team Asobi because they truly they, they show that they truly understand what makes a good 3D platformer. You, I mean, Astro's Playroom is 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 a love letter not only to PlayStation but but to platformers because of what For they sure. are doing with the dual sense and it's just an awesome experience if you get a playstation 5 don't just overlook this game like this is a real legitimate great game and i can't wait to have a full release eventually because that that, that has to be what they're working on here this yeah. has to be an astro game right like the, there's no uh, there's no doubt. so great That'd be so. so great. Don't get your hopes up, but I, I hope I hope it is because that would be really, really cool. And maybe it would light more of a fire under the ass of Microsoft. Bring back Banjo-Kazooie, guys. Rare. Yeah. Shut down Everwild. No, you guys are re-scrapping the whole thing. Banjo 3, let's go. What do they do? Like, Banjo is a good IP. What do they do? Banjo is an amazing IP. Uh, and yeah, I don't know what they're doing. Even I, if I, it's not rare, like, I assume yeah. Microsoft owns the IP and could give it to another studio. Right? Do something with Banjo. 
right instead of sunset overdrive they should have been like insomniac we have you for one game <laughs> make a banjo game that actually would have um, been which we obviously won't see now but that would have been an interesting alternate history yeah that really was um, yeah it would have been cool so we talked about playstation we talked about xbox moving on to our new favorite console steam deck we have a little bit more information about that. So there's one thing you wrote down, Matt, but I actually know some other stuff that was pretty cool too. Um, first off, a Valve coder named Pierre-Lou Griffet confirmed on Twitter that the 30 frame per second target quote refers to the floor of what they consider playable in their performance testing. Um, so you can actually limit FPS to say battery life, but 30 FPS is really the, the baseline. They're, they're not saying, hey, we're shooting for that and you're going to get 20 or something um which is good it's yeah. heartening to know i mean this thing's obviously not going to run AAA games on like that are brand new on the highest graphics setting but it's probably going to run ps4 xbox you know one like last gen games on high it's probably going to run new games on low to medium and we're going to see that going forward i think um but i mean what more do you want it's it's eight it's targeting 800p 30 fps it's this big it's this big yeah um, it's pretty exciting. Uh, I think that's that's great news to hear that that, that we're going to get better performance quoted than we already kind of thought. Yeah, it's great uh, for handheld. You know, yeah. it's funny, Paul. Up until about a year ago, I probably played a lot of games at 30 FPS just because I was on PS4 and my 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 PC was okay, but it wasn't amazing. I remember you saying you never cared. You were so adamant yeah. that you were like, I can't notice anything above 30 FPS. I don't know why anyone cares. Yeah, it, that was that was a big thing for me. And then all mm -hmm. of a sudden, I get a new PC, <laughs> yeah, and I can get stuff at 60 FPS. And I have the PS5 now. Games are running often at 60 FPS. Yep. So yeah, I notice a difference now. I really it. do. Yeah. And it's it's yeah. it's hard to go back. It really is. It is. It is. And on a handheld, it's probably going to be a little bit different. I feel like I could, they can get away with that just because it's Agreed. smaller and you're when you're when you're doing handheld gaming, you you accept that it's going to be a little bit different. There are going to be those sort yeah. of concessions, right? So exactly, I don't think I would notice it as much on a handheld, or if I did, it wouldn't bother me. It would feel more normal. But yeah, on on a PC now, like if I'm at 30 FPS, it's very noticeable, and I yeah. if if my if I'm playing on a console, if it's going under or around 30 FPS, it's extremely noticeable now. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I get it. I think now. if you're, I think if you're at a steady 30, you may not notice, but now you're you're playing with 60, going down to 30, you really notice, and that's a, the big thing. Yeah. Um, just from the smartphone world, as I always say, I went from a, I just went from a phone that had 120 hertz refresh rate display to something to the to an iPhone which is a 60 hertz refresh rate display. 60 hertz is great. 60 FPS, 60 is great. Um, but after looking at 120 all the time, it took me a solid couple weeks to get down to 60 again, um, without everything looking choppy, uh, cause it just, it, your eyes adjust and it's tough. Um, it helps that everything else in my life is a 60 Hertz display. I don't have any like high refresh rate, 144 Hertz displays or anything, but, uh, it, it's tough to change, uh, refresh rates. I think I'd have a lot of trouble having like different monitors at different refresh rates or different devices at different refresh rates. And, and the same thing goes for games. I think having different frame rates can be tough when you have the contrast. I think the, um, the good news is that the 30 FPS target is, as he said, the floor. So they're, they're not going for anything below that, which like you, like you said, that's good. So I, I even think like if you're getting like 40, 45 FPS, it really starts to get, you're not really noticing much of a difference. I don't think, even though I'm used to 60 now, I really don't think you're noticing much of a Nope, I agree entirely. Uh, and I think a lot of people playing this 
probably aren't getting it for AAA titles. This is the kind of thing you're going to play like yeah. Hollow Knight on, and, and a lot of indies you'd play on a Switch, but just you have a much wider variety. You have much more options. If you want to play some of your hardcore games on it, you can for a little bit and then move back to your PC. Um, it's really to have that option. So that's really cool. Um, another cool thing I saw was that, um, you know, just IGN has all these deals with, with Steam Deck and they're showing off all this great stuff. I just saw an IGN video um, where they were showing off uh, some of the the gyro uh, the gyro features and some of the touchpad oh. stuff. Um, it just came out a couple hours ago. Cool. Uh, and it was very cool. You should take a look. It's only two minutes, um, and uh, it is very very cool. Basically, they're showing off like as you move. Um, so like normally, you know, obviously it's annoying to have gyro controls sometimes and have that be the main thing. Um, but this is really cool. If you if you basically touch any of the inputs, so you like have your finger on the stick or like on the pad and you start moving it around you can kind of like better hone in and use the oh, camera wow. controls on it and then even then you can do and but if you don't have your fingers in the sticks or anything then and you move to adjust yourself it won't it won't mess up your your camera oh. um and then also you can move the camera with this with the, you can move yourself with the one stick kind of move with the gyroscope and then use the trackpad to like hone in even more to like get a headshot or something like that in a shooter wow um it looks as they were saying much more like a mouse control very precise a lot more and i think it would feel really natural to kind of you know you're moving a little bit you're moving your finger as you move and just kind of honing in it, it seems like there's a lot of little tools that would naturally um, help you to fix your camera a little bit more uh, compared to control sticks. Yeah. Um, so really, really cool. And, it, and a really cool thing about it too is they mentioned that this will actually be something that developers don't really have to develop for. If they use uh, Steam input and, and build their game around Steam, then that will actually just be a built-in feature. Um, and even if they don't do that, wow. and it's just like a, a port to Steam, uh, it, Steam still has the options, like all the games that you'll get through Steam um, still will, on the Steam Deck, take normal camera controls and map them to that function. Um, so that's supposedly supposed to work with any game. Um, now, obviously, to varying degrees of quality, I'm sure, on how well it works, but pretty amazing that you could play really any game and have that functionality. We've come a long way from Game Boy. Huge, huge, <laughs> big, big difference. Um, and then, you know, the, the classic, like, PC console debate and being like, oh, you know, I'm playing against Xbox people, you know, rip Xbox people because they have right. control sticks. Um, it's pretty cool to, like, the Steam Deck people will not necessarily have that problem. Um, they might have, you know, some pretty good uh, accuracy. Which yeah. Is awesome. Interesting. And rounding out the day, heading back to the PS4 territory, talking about Death Stranding, our favorite strand type game <laughs> has surpassed 5 million copies on PS4 and PC. Uh, pretty amazing. I'm sure Kojima is feeling pretty proud of himself right now. Um, I mean, it's not really news to him to make an insane, crazy game like this work, um, but it clearly did. It's clearly sold very well. I mean, not like a, you know, a rousing, massive, earth-shattering uh, success, but very good for what is an incredibly niche game, especially when you look at the reviews and a lot of reviewers saying, hey, don't buy this game because it's bad. Right, right. Um, and it's still, you know, got a lot of people. Um, Matt, I know you haven't played Death Stranding yet, but it's on your list, right? Yeah. Um, I'll be playing know, the director's cut. Are you, are you going to be a, a, you're going to be a purchaser of the director's cut? You're waiting for that at this point? Yeah, at this point, I'm just waiting for that. I'm curious to know what Sony thinks of this do they see this as a success it's nearing the same numbers for metal gear solid 5 phantom pain without the xbox release obviously uh that that yep. one had and 
I think that that ended up around 6 million units. And with the director's cut, that's probably going to push. I mean, that's definitely going to push Death Stranding over. So yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like Sony sees this as a, as a success, but also like maybe it needed the director's cut, uh, director's cut to squeeze a little bit more out of it. Yeah. Um, but then again, I don't know. I think we're eventually going to get a Last of Us Part Two director's cut, probably. And that was also a really big success, obviously. Yeah. Ghost of Tsushima was pretty successful. That's getting the director's cut. I don't know. I'm just curious to know what Sony has thought of this and if if maybe they were a little down on it, down on it, and maybe if that's why Kojima is looking at Microsoft for one of his next games. For the cloud games or yeah. whatever that they're talking about. Uh, I think that's fair to say. I mean, it's very possible that Sony could be looking at this at this point and going, hey, this was really cool and obviously had a good direction or a very unique point of view, a Kojima point of view. And maybe it needed to be a little bit more mainstream. Maybe it needed to be a little bit more like a game, a little bit less experimental. I mean, I mean, maybe that's the case. I mean, obviously, it's hard to tell. I don't know exactly how many of these 5 million copies are playing the game, how many are concurrently actually playing or, get, or getting use out of it, or how many hours, you know, consec or, you know, uh, total these people have. It could be a lot of people who bought the game and didn't really play for that long, and Sony might have access to that kind of data. Right. Um, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. I mean, obviously, it was a success in that, it bucked being a very non-traditional type of game, but maybe Sony isn't really looking to go that route of being so non-traditional. Yeah, I do think there's the impression that that Sony maybe thought this was a little bit too out there because yeah. the whole reason, apparently, as Jeff Grubb is reporting, why Kojima has gone to Xbox for the next game is because they were open to the... Not only do they have the cloud stuff, but they were open to an episodic format, and Sony said no to that. For the next game right. so maybe and that comes with having something like microsoft where they don't care about as much about you know selling a game in the traditional sense of the right. you know one and done and some dlc they are a lot more open to subscriptions and episodes and really out there stuff because again they have tons of money backing them um and they're just kind of throwing crazy stuff at the wall all the time yeah so it's interesting. I, I, I'm curious to see where the Sony and Kojima relationship goes next. Obviously, their relationship goes back so far. Um, where does it go next? I don't know. What does what the success of Death Stranding mean for that relationship? I, I, I'm really curious to see where, where this goes. Yeah, could this be uh, Kojima? I think we talked about this on the game groups where we talked about Kojima working with Microsoft, but could this be Kojima's Sunset Overdrive? Um, where he, you know, goes, makes an Xbox game and then goes, you know what? <laughs> Never mind. I could see that. Um, I'm going back forever. I'll like, I'll like, I'll get purchased. They can purchase my soul. I could see that. Um, you never know. Uh, but interesting to consider. What do you guys think? Let us know too. Do you think Death Stranding was a success? Have you played Death Stranding? Um, feel free to comment on any of our stuff. Um, and that brings me to another thing. If you want to get in touch with us, comment, send us, you know, mail and, and info and, and, and message us. We have a Patreon and that gets you direct access to us. It is patreon.com slash goodnightgroofs. Um, and you can actually um, get some good perks towards our Goodnight Grooves content. Um, we have a $1, $3, and $5 tier. The $3 tier will get you early access to our weekly all-encompassing gaming podcast game groups which i definitely recommend you listen to the latest one just came out yesterday on sunday um but if you're a patreon you could have already heard it on friday heading into the weekend pretty fun listen to it on your drive up to the cottage 
yeah. uh, if you're from Ontario here or out to the beach or whatever you guys do, <laughs> um, which is pretty amazing. And definitely, um, you know, check out all our other content on goodnightgroups.com. We have a blog. Um, we have this podcast. We have the Game Groups podcast and plenty more to come. Uh, and also, if you are watching this on YouTube right now, good to mention that this is also an audio-only podcast. And I'm sure there's a lot of you listening on audio right now. So also, just so you know, there's a video of our faces <laughs> that go along with the, the audio. If you happen to be listening to this on Apple Podcasts or anywhere there's a rating system, please, you know, we'd love if you can give us five stars, thumbs up, whatever it takes. It makes such a huge difference to the algorithm and pushes us along. Um, it, you know, it's just a nice thing to do for us. It doesn't take very much time out of your day. And also, um, you know, it allows us to make more content and, you know, really get out there and make stuff for you to enjoy. Because you know what? If you game, you're probably a groove. And so we'd love to have you here and make more wonderful content for you to enjoy while you're, you know, playing on your Steam deck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Matt, do you have anything to add before we round out today's GG replay? No, I'm, I'm off to go see, go research if I can actually make Dr. Pepper with my Keurig. <laughs> if you can't, that would be crazy. By the way, interesting thing to say, um, that was one of the things that John Green was talking about, um, that Dr. Pepper actually tried to make hot Dr. Pepper a thing. Um, they were looking for like an alternative to, you know, iced tea, you have hot tea yeah. in the winter. Uh, Dr. Pepper really wanted to try to make hot Dr. Pepper a thing oh. as like an alternative winter drink. Um, and it, it actually had some staying time for a couple years, but it did not ultimately catch on. Uh, evidently, it just tasted like hot Dr. Pepper. Like, <laughs> There's no... Was it flat or was it fizzy? I can't think of a hot... Uh, I believe it's flat. I think it was just hot, flat, like boiling flat Dr. Are Pepper. Are there hot fizzy drinks? I don't think so. Can you have um, if a anyone, hot fizzy drink? I if don't... anyone knows the answer to that, also please uh, comment uh, on anything. We'd love to know or send us an email at ggreplayshow at gmail.com. We are interested in uh, video games and fizzy drinks. Those are our two yeah, popular options. Yeah. Or hot, formerly fizzy drinks, maybe. I don't know. Uh, that is going to be it for today's GG Replay for Monday, July 26th, 2021. We love you. We appreciate you. We will see you again on Wednesday. Good night, Bruce.